we're a body. God is good. All the time. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. So I'm going to wrap up this series on Psalm 119 that we were in before Easter. And I, I told you I might squeeze five weeks out of it. But based on the material today, God is moving us in a little bit different direction. So we're going to be talking about today, get your praise on. Get your praise. And I got to tell you right up front, this sermon is probably for second service. Because you guys worshiped our faces off today. Amen. <laughs> I'm going to be very clear up front that there, there are some stern reminders this morning in the Word of God. Do you know that the Word of God cuts sharper than a two? Are you willing this morning to allow the Word of God to cut you if you need to be cut? I'm going to warn you up front. Praise and worship is probably, and I'm not a praise and worship leader. That's this guy's job. But it is probably one of the things I am most passionate about in my life because of what I have experienced through it in my own personal. You have heard my story, many of you, and I will tell you directly related to the deliverance that I have experienced in my life is through praise. So if I get a little animated and if I get a little loud and if I start spitting and sweating, I'm not mad at anybody in this room, amen? I just want this congregation to experience the freedom of praise and worship like I have in my life, amen? Amen. And so, that, you know, so this week, I'm going to shout it out a little bit, probably. I'm real passionate about the things that are in here, and, and I'm, I'm just kidding. It's not just for second service. It's for us, because as I was putting this together, I was like, the Lord was, was sticking me a little bit here and there. Do you have a question? Okay, praise the Lord. Today. And she's not here because she knew I was going to embarrass her, but it's your mom's birthday today, too. <laughs> Congratulations, Janelle. That is incredible. That, that, let, me, let, me, let me retort. You want to hear another miracle today? Yeah. A year clean. Amen. Yeah. A year clean. A year clean. So I, as we started this series, uh, I told you that this, this chapter in the book of Psalm is the longest chapter in the Bible. It falls practically perfectly in the middle of most of your Bibles. So any of you that read the Bible this way probably fall there a lot. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> now, I have, I have before said I don't sanction Bible study that way, but if that's the only way you're reading the God, keep doing it. <laughs> okay, at least you're reading the Word of God. Amen. There are 22 stanzas in the book of Psalm 119. Each of them are made up of eight verses, and each verse is two lines long. And each stanza chronologically begins with a Hebrew alphabet letter. Amen? So that's just the teaching side of things. And when I started the series, I told you that I saw at least three, three themes. I'm going to pray in a second because I'm having a hard time talking. That ran throughout the course of this chapter. And as I was studying and pulling this apart, I see more and more and more. But God says, let's bring this thing to a close and let's focus on worship for a season. So, so today we're going to talk about praise. Next week, I'm going to teach you on the seven Hebrew words for praise. Amen? And then the week after that, I don't usually let the cat out of the bag, but I think you need to know this because you're going to hear from our own very own, very, very own, if I can say it right, worship leader. Amen? Mike, Mike's going to be speaking to us in two weeks, so you're going to get a chance. You've seen his heart. Uh, you're, going to hear, you're going to hear it in a message format how he praises and, and what is going on inside of him and in the word of God. Amen? Amen. So la last time, we, we, when we began, we talked about the word. 
Remember, we talked about the Word of God and how important it is. And, we taught, and David taught us that, that without the Word, you can't walk this walk, that you can't weather the storms of life, and that you can't war correctly. Then two weeks ago, we talked about prayer. And, and, I taught, and David taught us three prayers. Number one was teach me. Can I ask you, has he taught you anything in the last two weeks through his word and through prayer? Number two, bless me. Remember, we talked about that. I'm not even going to ask you if you prayed that way because we all have no problem praying, Lord, bless me. And number three, protect me. You know, we need protection from ourselves and from our enemies. Amen? Amen. But just as in your face as prayer is and the word of God praises in this chapter as well. So let me pray and ask God to, to anoint me this morning and to bless his word and to bless the, hear, the ears of the hearers. Lord, that is our prayer, that you would continue to be in this room, moving amongst your people this morning, opening our hearts for the things that we need to hear, allowing us to grow in this area of our life. Help us, God, to be worshipers. Help us, God, to be praisers. Help us, God, to, to get the revelation of what that means in our life. Lord, help me to communicate the things that you have put in my heart this morning appropriately and effectively. Help me to, to share the word of God without fear and without, without abandon, Lord. Let me release the word of God so it will go out and do exactly what you wrote it to do, God. Change our lives to help us to be more like you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. I didn't sound like everybody, but that's all right. We'll let you slide this time. So let's talk about this. Psalm 119, David directly deals with the first point here is the when. You guys cold? Yes and no. Yes and no. <laughs> Should never ask that question. Yeah, it's, somebody cranked it down to 68. Let me, let, me, let me help that just a little bit. You may be a little cold for a little bit, but you won't freeze, okay? The when to get your praise on. Everybody say, get your praise on. Oh, come on, say it like a gospel preacher. Get your praise on. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hallelujah. Look at this verse in, in Psalm 119, verses 61 and 62. The cords of the wicked have bound me, but I have not forgotten your law. At midnight I will rise to give thanks to you because of your judgment. You know, the CEV translation says I will rise at midnight to give you praise. The Message Bible says Psalm 119, 119.61 this way, The wicked hemmed me in, there was no way out, but not for a minute did I forget your plan for me. You know, midnight is considered the darkest time of the night. It, midnight is a.m. and p.m. all at the same time. It is the darkest part of the hour, and when Scripture refers to that, it's referring to the darkest times of our life. And David's saying, I'm all bound up, I'm surrounded by midnight, but, but deep praise, listen to me, deep praise comes through that kind of pain. Deep praise and worship unto God comes through that time, in the middle of a midnight hour. When you persevere and you press through and you seek God and you rise up and you praise Him, regardless of the circumstances in your life, it'll change you. 
I call that in spite of praise. I praise in spite of my circumstances. And it requires me to understand this, that my praise and his worthiness is not based on anything that's going, around, going on around me. God is worthy to be praised at all times and all the time. And whatever's going on around me and however I feel is not what dictates how I should praise or when I should praise. I praise regardless, amen? I praise in spite of. In other words, we should be praising in the middle of stuff. We should be praising between the good and the bad. We should be praising between the weeping and the joy. We should be praising between the a.m. and the p.m., amen? Between the midnight hour and when the sun rises again in your life. Because I'm telling you something, the sun will rise. We talked about that last week, sunrise service, amen? I'm still sleepy from that one, hallelujah. Some of us are waiting until something changes in our lives to praise. Some of you are saying, I'll praise you just as soon as this circumstance goes away. My heart doesn't feel like praising you. I, I don't have the energy. I don't have the, the wherewithal. I don't have the gumption. And God says, I don't either. Stir it up. Muster it up in your life. See, when we see a, a job coming to an end, we pout rather than praise, right? When, when things aren't going our way, we gripe instead of give God glory. God's saying, that's not the way it's supposed to be. It's not how I created you. David said, forget that. I don't care. I don't care if it's the beginning of a thing or an end of a thing. I don't care if all things are new today or if all things are old going through my day. I don't care if it's night or day. I'm going to praise you. David was a, we know this about David. He was a worshiper. He was a praiser. And David's trying to teach us that any other kind of praise is surface level praise. What I want to talk to you today about is deep, seated, heartfelt Praise that, that sinks into your innermost being. Praise that changes you from the inside out. Immature praise says this, I'll praise you when I feel like it. Aren't you glad Jesus didn't say I don't feel like it? He didn't feel like it. Aren't you glad he followed through? That's enough right there to stop and praise. That's enough to stop right there and give him glory. Listen, I want to be a I want to be a pastor of a church. I want to be a group of people that praise regardless of what season we're in. Whether or not we're 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 in a season of turmoil and we're in a season of uh, of it's hard or we're in a season of rejoicing or a season of jubilee that we're giving God the same level of praise because again my praise is not is not based on my circumstances it's based on his worthiness I'm looking for a bunch of in spite of praisers amen in spite of it all, I'm going to lift up his name, amen? 
We should be thinking this, when, when, when I praise the Lord, people can't tell if my world's falling apart or if everything I touch is turning to gold, amen? Because it has no bearing on how I'm going to praise the Lord. David tells us again when to get our praise on it in verse 164 of the same psalm. He says, seven times a day I praise you. <laughs> I think that our ratio is out of whack. I would submit to you that our ratio is so out of whack that some of our lives are too. David says, seven times a day, I will praise you. We've turned it into one in seven. And that's common core math. Regular math, if you take seven times a day times seven is 49 when I was in school. So our ratio is one to 49 for many of us. No wonder our life is such a mess at times. If you're waiting for someone to lead you in praise, you're praising for all the wrong reasons. David preached worship as a lifestyle, and we practice worship as an event. We even call it Sunday morning worship service. Really? Maybe we should change the name. Where we all come together and keep on worshiping. Where we get our praise on. Where we bring what, we, what God has been doing in our secret place into the house of God. Amen? And we share it with each other. <laughs> David said in Psalm 34 verse 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. All the time, continually, not just here on Sunday morning for the 30, 35 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever the Lord wants to do. Good thing we're not on a timer with that. Some churches, 15 minutes, you're off the stage, buddy. There's a timer on the stage, on the wall, and the countdown happens, you know. We, we try to stay within our time frame around here, but, but there's many times I cut the message a little bit when the, when the presence of God is moving through the worship, amen. Do you know that the thing that we do unto God is worship? Yes. Preaching is for you. God's not sitting up there like, wow, I never looked at my word that way. <laughs> no, he's not. He's, he's really not. But worship is unto him. And when we come in this place and we start honoring him and he starts moving, man, I don't want to stop the flow, you know? I can preach at you guys anytime. I love that. We only get so many opportunities in a setting like this to worship. That's why our lifestyle should be one of worship. That's why our lives should be, we should be worshipers. We should be known as worshipers. People think I'm crazy in worship, and you're right. You're right. I want to be known as different. I want to be peculiar. I want to be a little bit different than everybody else. David wrestles with this next point on why. Why? Why to get your praise on? Why do we get our praise on? Psalm 119, verse 7 says, I will praise you with uprightness of heart when I learn your righteous judgment. 171, my, praise shall, my lips shall utter praise, for you teach me your statutes. Verse 175, let my soul live, and it shall praise you. 
and let your judgments help me. Listen, why do we worship? Because it's an overflow of our life. I don't worship because I'm told to worship. I don't worship because I'm led in worship. I don't worship because that's what we do on Sunday morning. I worship because that's who I am, and it's an overflow of my life. My life is a lifestyle of worship. Man, ask my kids, ask my wife. We're home. The, the, the stereo's on. We're getting ready for church. We're getting ready for work, man. The, the worship is blaring, and there's sometimes I just got to get on my knees right in the middle of my room. I'm supposed to be getting ready for work, but, God, I need to pause right now, and I need to give you glory, and I need to give you praise. Because I don't know what this day holds, but I know you hold my day. And I know what you have in store for me, amen. And I know that you know what's going to happen. And for some reason, you're not telling me. And he said, I don't trust you that much yet. Because he knows me. If God told you everything, you'd say, okay, I got this. Listen, overflow results from being full of praise. It flows out of you. Praise will never overflow if your mouth is not filling up with praise. You can tell when a person's not a worshiper. I can tell when a person's not a worshiper. All I have to do is be around you in a setting outside of this room, and I can tell if you're a worshiper or not by what comes out of your mouth, by the way you talk, by the way you communicate, by the way you carry yourself. I know if you're spending time in God's presence in praise and worship. Luke 6.45 says, For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And if your heart is filled with praise, you wouldn't talk potty mouth. If your, your mouth was filled with worship, you wouldn't be gossiping. You wouldn't be talking that way. You would be praising God and lifting others up. Amen? I told you this was going to cut a little bit. <laughs> I'm glad three of you are enjoying this with me. Because <laughs> the rest of you look like you're about ready to shoot me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I love preaching the truth, you know. Listen, what's in you... It's going to come out of you. You remember this illustration? Why did water come out of that? Because it's open. Because it's what's inside. See, whatever's in you, when the lid's not on tight, when there's pressure, when it starts to boil over, that's what's going to come out of you. Can't remember that. <laughs> we praise because we're created to worship. I'll tell you, the secret to my success that I learned many, many years ago is that when I give myself to worship and I just let go and I don't worry about what everybody else is thinking and I just abandon myself and I haphazardly chase after his glory. You know why I'm God's favorite? Because I'm always in his face. So I'm always telling God, I'm right right here, and I'll worship you regardless of what's happening in my life. You know, Pastor Gary and I have been through some stuff. 
Today you're going through some stuff, sister. God is with you. He wants your worship. I'm God's favorite because I'm always in his face. I'm always saying, Daddy, I'm right here. Because honestly, when I'm not, I feel alone. I feel lost, even still. 20 years you've been doing this, Pastor Ron. Yeah. And every day of 20 years, I've, got, I've gotten in God's face. Every day of my Christian life, I get in God's face and I say, Daddy, I'm right here. Maybe not so much in this, in this weepy presence that I'm in right now. But I'm in God's face. I'm telling you, remember me, Lord. Yeah, what we taught two weeks ago, bless me, God. Bless me, but not because I want to be all that. Bless me because I want to be a blessing. Bless me because you've called me into ministry, and I want to be able to pour into people. I want to be able to sense when people hurt. I want to be able to sense when people are afraid, when they don't know, but they know who holds it. They know, you know, God's got this. God's got this, Lori. Brevet, God's got this. And sometimes all we could do is worship. I didn't know we were going this way. This was not the way it was preaching in my mirror. We praise because we're created to praise. We worship because we will worship something. You will worship something. For some, it's this. For others, it's this. And the Word of God is great, but you don't worship the Word of God. Well, you do in the form of Jesus. Get in your prayer closet. Open the Bible, lay it on the bed or the floor, and just worship. And just worship. If you're going to read the word that way, then do it this way, on your knees, on your face, seeking God, worshiping Him, asking for truth. That's why we worship. John chapter for you worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming, and now is, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must must, not if you feel like it, oh, it's your decision, must worship him in spirit and in truth. All right, I got to keep going. Lastly, we need to talk about how to get our praise on. The when and the why and the how. That's the way we should be reading the Word of God, studying the Word of God. When, why, and how. Or maybe how much. 
Psalms 119, verse 108 says, Except, the, except Lord, the willing praise of my mouth, and teach me your ways. David said willing praise, not worked up praise, not half-hearted praise, not coerced praise. Praise, not fake praise, not, not praise because everybody else is doing it, not praise because the worship band's up there and they're, and they're telling me I need to praise. Willing praise. We should come to the house of God willingly with praise already in our heart. It shouldn't be like pulling teeth. Mike shouldn't need a pair of pliers in his hands pulling your teeth out. You know, when you go to the dentist, the only reason they pull your teeth is, number one, either you don't got benefits like me, or number two... Because your teeth are rotting and everything else in your mouth is rotting. And when God wants to pull something out of you, it's because it's rotting something in you. And praise, praise is that, that dental chair, if you will, in the house of God. It's, it's, the, it's the posture of praise that God inhabits the praises of his people. It means he comes in to your praise, and, and it's when your heart is most open, and it's most, most susceptible to his removing things. Don't raise your hand, because this should be a unanimous question. Are some of you still struggling with things? Are there still areas of your life that you're weak in? Are there still things that, that you can't seem to get around? Are there still things that, that you say, God, it's not pleasing you, and I can't get it out? Worship will remove that thing. Some people sit in church with their teeth clenched and their lips sealed. I dare you to make me praise. Like you do in the dentist here. I dare you. I'll slap you so hard, dentist man. You hurt me, it's done. Seen it, huh? <laughs> but that's how some people approach the house of God. I dare you to make me praise. You know, it saddens me sometimes at the amount of effort that I see worship teams have to struggle to get people to enter into the praise and worship of the Lord when it should be a lifestyle. And like I said, this is for second service, so I hope I'm warming up on you because you guys praised this morning. Some people say, well, it's too loud. They haven't sung my song yet. They don't do the hymnals anymore. His hair is too long. He's got a beard. I think Jesus did, too, in all the pictures I've seen. I don't know for sure, but that's the way they keep drawing him, painting him. Matter of fact, I think my scripture says they pulled his beard out when he went to the cross. What does that have to do with my praise and his worthiness? Amen. What does the style of music, the fact that he's a biker, the fact that what does any of it have to do with my praise and his worthiness of my praise? None of it. He's worthy regardless. Amen. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave worship right now. I'm going to do it. Got a harmonica? Okay, well, if you had a harmonica, it would be on. That's not a harmonica. No, no, I'm just kidding. I don't want to. I know. No, say, 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 say. Let me finish this up. Let me finish this up, brother. Let me finish this up. David said, David said a willing praise. A willing praise. 
we should be ready to praise before we step foot in the door of the church. Psalm 86, verse 12 says, I will praise you, O Lord my God, with all my heart, with all my heart, and I will glorify your name forever. How do you get your praise on? With all of your heart, with all of your being, with all of your soul, with all of your might. We have made praise about preference instead of about reference or reverence. If our praise was based on reverence, we'd understand that when two or three are gathered together in his name, he is there in the midst of them. And that he inhabits the praises of his people. If our praise was based on reference, we'd be willing praisers because the reference is his worthiness. He's worthy, amen? Amen. I'm praying for the day to come. And I think we're really close, Mike. That this congregation begins to scare the worship team. That this congregation begins to lead them in worship. I'm praying for that day. I'm praying for that day when... When the worshipers of the church are so overwhelmed with worship that the band can't do anything. Because the manifestation of the glory of God is so heavy that every instrument has to be set down. And every knee is bowing and every face is down on the ground before the Lord. I'm praying. I'm contending for that in our church. That's the type of church I want to pastor. There are churches out there that will give you your 15 minutes of music if that's what you're looking for. But if you are looking to praise the Lord and worship God, then go with me on this journey. Let's do this thing. Amen. Let's worship God. And so I said, hey, Mike, there's no better way to tie up a sermon like this than to praise the Lord. Amen. So we're going to praise the Lord one more time. Okay. And if you.